This is exactly right. Is that it? Goodbye. Oh my God, you guys. Fuck, they caught the fucking Golden State Killer. East Area Motherfucking Rapist. That, this is one of the fucking weirdest experiences of my life. Let's talk about last night. I'm laying in bed. <laughs> I'm fucking... I've been up since 5 a.m. I'm like, great. I'm, I, I already know I'm going to need a Xanax to go to sleep just for the fucking shit of it because I drank a fucking cold brew that day. Then I look at my text and immediately... And see what I've fucking been hoping to see every morning I wake up for fucking ever. You texting me and Steven... They caught the Golden State Killer. Yes. And I fucking pop out of bed, gasping, scaring the shit out of Vince. He was like mad at me, and I call you immediately. It, I was driving home from the uh, Hollywood Improv, just did a show there, met some nice listeners who had come to the show. I was having a wonderful evening, um, coming down off of that. And I have to admit to you, although I was not reading and driving, mm -hmm. I waited for a red light. Sure. But as I am addicted to Twitter, sure. I opened my Twitter and I'm actually going to read his name because this is the first person yeah. who told me, um, which means the world to me because someone was on it and immediately was just like, did you hear this? Everyone else who's tweeted us after is loses to this guy. It is, uh, his name's Eric and it's, uh, at era, E-R-A, can't see. And he wrote, they got him, question mark. Reddit is excited. So he basically came over and let me know. And so at a red light, I, I open this thing and it's basically just like they, there is an arrest and it's a hundred percent DNA match. You know, I didn't see that part yet. The thing that got me excited, the, like that I wasn't just like, Oh, this is just another thing is when it said, when you said Reddit's excited. And I'm yes. like, well, Reddit, if Reddit's excited, yes. that's like almost better than if fucking law enforcement is excited. Yeah, because I feel like Reddit is set up to make people stop being excited. Right. They're to, like, the people there down. To, it's like, no, no, you're being, you're being rash. You're being immature. You're or being you're too being, hopeful. Or you're fucking, uh, pinning it on someone that has nothing to do with it. And that's fucking illegal and crazy and stop it. Exactly. Because so, yes, that's very important point right. to make. <laughs> So, it, and what happened, you know, then I lay down and I start fucking Googling and Redditing and Twittering for fucking hours. And it, at first it was, they had the name of some dude that it wasn't. Uh, I'm not obviously going to say his name, but he was also in law enforcement. You know, it could have been him, all this shit. And so I did all this fucking research on him. Then it wasn't him. So, and like they put photos up, they put, it's just. Of the wrong guy. Uh, of the wrong guy. But at the same time, this guy. This guy's a piece of shit too. So, I mean, whatever. but it's the wrong guy. It's I think it's like guy. that's the thing that we were talking about before. It's just this. All I can think about yeah. is the beginning of making a murderer, where right. they are having that exact same kind of press right. conference. And was it Ken Kratz or whoever that guy is? It's just like we got him. This is it. And it's just that thing where, as we watch stuff like this, then we're just like, this is it. Joseph D'Angelo is the you know police. Yeah. Police allege Joseph D'Angelo is the fucking Golden State Killer. And then we want that to be true so bad that it's. Just just like and now we're going all the way down this road yeah. and that's all i think about is these days how many fucking documentaries have you seen where then they pull it all apart right but i know a hundred yes 
the hundred percent DNA match, and the fact that I, I think that yeah, that does make a huge difference. Because and also because that's been happening, that happens so much, and what a huge high profile case this is with so many different jurisdictions. I don't think these. People had to do so much fact checking. They did yeah. not arrest this fucking guy until they were sure. Otherwise, it would have looked really bad. It would have made them look incompetent. It would have been a ton of fucking jurisdictions that would look bad, not just, you know, the fucking Manitoba County or whatever the fuck. Manitoba County? Um, oh my god okay if you could get one question answered right now well let me can i just also say this yeah. never in my life i've experienced this from the moment you and i started talking last night i had like the we, georgia so i text that then fucking thank god georgia calls me because i was like if i have to be by myself yeah. with this information I, i'm gonna lose my mind yeah and vince gave zero shits he fucking fell asleep immediately well that'd be like him going like oh my god mankind is gonna star in a movie or right. something or like i want to care well i just said to him as he was leaving I, you know, we were supposed to go to breakfast. We talked about it on lunch. And then I was like, I'm sorry, this is my WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I yeah, know. He's I got, know. He understands. He, he made us bacon. It. He lives it. He knows it. <laughs> he made us coffee and he made us like a, like a spread as if we were like reporters. Uh, but I have to say, I've never had the experience of when we started talking about the reality of it, getting waves of chills and just continuing to get waves of chills. 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 I was laying down. It was four hours later. I was still getting chills. And it's like, it's a feeling that I think everybody wanted to have and everyone thought they would never get to have. Right. Everybody that cares about this case or has been paying attention. My favorite, I just, I mean, Reddit, I love Reddit. And last night it was like, it was my like companion. And the couple of the things that I thought were so funny, one person, uh, put up a oh, fuck I should find them can you find no I put up a thing of that uh that there's going to be a fucking sale on um yearbooks from 1972 <laughs> and 1973 in That's Sacramento right. today yes uh and also that all the people who have a fucking lifetime subscription to classmates.com are really bummed right now <laughs> So all the people who were like looking through the yearbooks. They were like, should I do it? A one year, right. a three year or a lifetime? Right. And then they're just like, why the lifetime? But you never know. There, somebody else could come up. Yeah. I mean, it's not. Uh, That's true. Oh, it's so crazy. And then when we were talking about it on like we were basically texting on two different we were threads. Texting, you text me. You, we were texting on two different threads because Stephen hadn't responded yet, which is so unlike Stephen. What were you Steven's doing? Stephen's the first responder at all times. Stephen's the first. Stephen's, I'm, when I saw he that starts every week, and then I thought it was from Stephen because mm-hmm. he's the one who's always like updating us on these crazy shit. Yes. I was at Margaritaville. <laughs> <laughs> you are so fired. Uh, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable how so fired changed. you are. You're beyond fired. Leave the equipment. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Show us how to use it. Right. Feed my cats while we're out. in Europe. F- take care of business. Yeah. Please get the fuck out. Uh, and I just want to say how Stephen's mustache. Uh, did you see me keep trying to videotape you? A little bit. You caught me. I don't. There's no like it's casual my, like, way. It's anxious thing of like I, know I was just like is. nervously like holding on to it the whole time. Well, I just wanted to be like this is like how it is. I had my fist in my mouth. Yeah. Like I couldn't bite my nails enough. I just had to then go full fist like an infant. I mean, we were leaning closer and closer into yeah. the computer as <laughs> right. it was going on. Right. Oh. Okay. <sighs> but also, I have to say, it just says like the casual, uh, almost like you know, as this infotainment. Armchair, yeah. Um. 
That was such an unsatisfying press conference yes. because we know he's in custody. We now know his name. We know that. I mean, that fucking mugshot is so uncool. It is so unnerving yeah. and upsetting looking. But it, he did have some scrapes on his forehead, which it looks like the did cops he? may have accidentally thrown an elbow. Well, here's what here's what I took away from them explaining how they detained him, that they uh, were suspecting he was going to try to kill himself. Which I know is something that happens a lot like with older suspects when they finally find them and they get that knock at the door and the fucking they shoot themselves. Yes, that's right. So it sounds like maybe they had a I mean, I'm just obviously conjecture out of my mind. Of course, they had to like um, (laughs) fucking tackle him to get a gun away from him. Yes. Or they had some kind of like they were so prepared because they had gone through so much heartbreak that they already had a guy coming in his back door. You know what I mean? Something like that where it's just like they I would. Uh, first of all, I'm so mad Paul Holes didn't get to talk during that. Uh, what you have basically? Well, Paul Holes' appearance fee is way too high at this point for. Like <laughs> he's standing in the background. Dinky press conference. He was like the the um he was the wallpaper of that entire pres- yeah. press conference. What if it was, was just like step forward cutout. It's not even him. <laughs> He like sold them the cutout for $500 for a one-time use. And now it's going around to all the craft stores in the area. Because right. all the people that knit and do hand stitching and all that are like, yes, Pauls. Um, but I wish, yes, I wish we could have just gotten the, it, the, the reason those reporters kept asking the same question over and over. And then Anne-Marie started to get a little pissy mm-hmm. because Anne-Marie's like, I control the information. You can tell she's just like, I don't like this fact that it, yeah. there's data miners that know more than I do. Totally. Clearly. But just the idea that we just want someone just walk us through real quick the day before up to the arrest. Right. How, what, where. Right. Or even like, I mean, of course, what I'm dying to know uh, is what, you know, it's the thing of what led them to suspect this person enough to collect his DNA. Was it a tip? Was it, uh, you know, was he on a I mean, list? it had to have been a tip, right? It had to have been. Otherwise, why would they have? I mean, he fits the profile is what's obvious about it. He's 72 years old, so he's in the right time frame. He was, he had access to police scanners, which is something they always suspected because yeah. he was a cop, which wasn't something that they had, you know, didn't seem like something they were looking into, but no. he, but that many had access to, you know, there's like little things there he, uh, that would have made him a suspect, but I bet there were thousands of those people. For sure. So there had to be at least one or two tips of like, and then you look at the photos side by side of him at that time, the Navy photo of him yeah. and the, and the fucking, a couple of the sketches are like, Dead on. Dead on. Uh, that hairline is a super match. That's something I love to do. To yes, me. that's right. The lips, the nose in that one picture where his eyes are real sunken in. It's like we were just talking about how, and what we should put this up on Instagram, but the photo that is the most realistic and creepy that always gave me chills looks the least like him. Yes. And the one that's kind of like, oh, someone didn't know how to fucking draw looks the most like it's him. It's exactly so I him. apologize to whoever <laughs> fucking drew that. I'm a piece of shit. But see, don't you think that that's, I mean, obviously, but this part of what all of this is, is we've been in a panic making things up this whole time of like, here's my theory. Here's what I think. You know, this thing obviously leads to this thing. You can't. How can you not think it's this person? Because look at this. He did these things. My obsession is like I was like secretly in my mind, but never had the guts to say it was like he's some kind of a gymnast. He works at Cirque du Soleil. (laughs) That thing of him like jumping over fences and shit is so like. Not not the average person can do that. Well, I wonder if, um, as we talked about in the episode where we did the Skylight books with Patton and uh, everyone, where he they had that um, 
tip come in that someone came into a hospital with a broken shoulder and uh, they had checked because they realized that jumping over a fence, he wouldn't have known that there was an incline. Oh, right. Right. So they went in and they asked hospitals around, like, did you get some character coming in? And there was a dude coming in who fucking... Uh, had a broken shoulder as soon as they were on to him and realized that his ID was fake. He fucking bolted. And then the, the East area rapist, uh, was fucking out of commission for a couple months. Yes. Fucking probably recovering, you know, allegedly recovering from his shoulder injury. Yes. Because you can't, you can't do all the things right. that horrible things that he would be doing with just one arm. You can't control two people, tie them up, all that shit. I mean, so how, maybe that's the fucking thing that they were like, this dude has a sh- old shoulder injury. I don't know. I mean, it had to be someone who put it together. And now, so let's in the, uh, I think it's both of our favorite piece of information that we have learned yes. that everyone else has learned online. Yes. That this, the reason that Joseph D'Angelo, who the police suspect, is the Golden State Killer. Right. The reason he was kicked off the police force in Auburn is because he was caught shoplifting dog repellent and a hammer at a pay and save in fucking Citrus Heights. Do you tell me where that is. What's the place? What are these well, places like too? Are there rules? Cause you're from there. They're rural as fuck. We're so rural as it's, fuck. it's actually not. So Auburn is rural as fuck. Okay. Auburn is very, my, uh, college roommate lived there is from there. And it's very like, it's, it's not suburbs. It's like, no, it's, it's rural, like, like horse people, uh, farm people. It's also like rolling hills with lots of coverage of oak trees okay is it like beautiful and people have expensive houses there yes it's secluded, like expensive secluded houses exactly or like cheaper kind of big i houses. mean i think it's a full range because okay. you can live there cheaply right but also on a nice like an acre of land okay. that looks amazing okay. like everything comes with two oak trees type of place Jesus. okay is the feel okay also remember that story i told you about the girl my roommate was friends with who got up in the middle of the night and there was a man in the hallway so she's just started making that noise yes that's auburn that happened in Auburn. Jesus. So it's a little bit like it's it's a, it's as sketchy as a country area right. can be. Right. So you think it's safe, but it's so secluded, so secluded that it's it's farm safe. So right, like right. that's shotgun level safe. If you scream, your fucking neighbors aren't going to hear you. They they if they hear you, they won't be there for seven minutes. Right. And they also will mind their own fucking business. The, yeah. So you can scream if there's a pre-agreed <laughs> screaming situation. <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, oh, so my point with that was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, just, you know, then there's, and we talked about this in the Skylight Books episode, uh, discussion, him cutting that dog open. Like, I now want to know when he got caught that for was shoplifting. Golita. It was. So is it before or after? after. Because so he cut the dog. If you listen to the, the book, yeah, he cut a dog who came upon him while he was prowling fucking cut the dog open dog survived don't worry uh but the the dog repellent's interesting for two reasons because one uh that this fucking hound dogs who are sniffing his trail and in the book they talk about how they lose the fucking trail at some point they can't follow him and also the um the victim said that that he had a weird smell that yeah. they couldn't place right which i have always wondered about i got an email recently from a fucking cool dude who was like suspecting that it was a migrant worker and then i we were both like maybe the fertilizer is was a weird smell that smells familiar right. something like that right and we were talking you and i were talking about yeah. if it were a migrant worker it would be such a good hide in plain sight type of job because if he was kind of like um 
you know, acting like he was, uh, say, a down and out per- person that's just right. trying to blend in. Like nobody's going to be like, I am suspicious of this right. guy. That's it's the perfect um, kind of society to blend yeah. into and have nobody's going to say anything about anybody. But nope, it's a fucking local dad, husband, neighbor, cop, neighbor, ex cop, which is even a better fucking way to hide to blend in right well the ultimate fucking way right it can't be this old white guy in a white t-shirt with white hair because it's just an old man it's just an old man that every once in a while yells fuck in the street which is what the neighbors allege about the alleged golden state killer <laughs> on the on the alleged news <laughs> that we allegedly watched a minute ago oh my god and then we were talking about uh okay so everyone's one of everyone's favorite clues or like conjectures is that at the um town hall meeting that was had about the east area rapist while it was going on uh that that some he must have been there because a man stood up and said i don't believe that he would have that he'd be able to break into someone's house when the husband's home and uh, no man would let no that man happen. would let that happen yeah. and three months later everyone's like a couple days later no three months later that man's house got broken into which could have been a coincidence we don't really know but the and f- they were attacked right they yeah. were attacked and yeah. the husband got tied up and i mean his just, wife was raped horrible so god was he was a cop you know was he would be so much less suspicious to be there. Like when we're looking in the at the photo of who's in the crowd, we're not looking at the cops, right. the people in uniform. I would fucking glance right over them. Yeah, especially like if he had the the cop thing, and it would be interesting to be able to figure out when that uh, when that news conference was or whatever they called it, the town meeting, town hall meeting. I think yeah. Um, and because he they said he was an Auburn cop from seventy six to seventy nine. Right. So I did that lie in that I think it time did. frame, and then he could have even been standing in the front. Yep. He could have had his uniform on. on stage, yep. fucking with a bunch of cops. Which is the thing that. So we were all texting with Billy Jensen last night, right. who who helped finish Michelle McNamara's book, um, and he's also a crime reporter himself. Right. And we were talking about all of this, where it's just like, oh, oh, oh I, I just we we were just saying he said himself, it, "I'm afraid this is a dream." Yeah, I'm afraid this is a dream because it's all becoming so cinematically, like it's so heightened that it's a cop hiding in plain sight. Yeah, it's just. Everything about this is is as surreal as it can be. And then, you know, on Reddit, they're talking about like, well, why would a cop steal? But someone was like, it makes sense as someone who likes a thrill. Some, and, and the East Area Rapist, it almost was like he got off on almost getting caught because he did a lot of fucking creepy weird things that were over the top. Dangerous. Dangerous. Yeah. You know, and so someone having a getting needing to get off on like just stealing a quick thing that would make sense that fucking kleptomania thrill that you get but also because he was a cop i bet you he had seen things where people they found the receipt for something and traced it back and these are they only make these kind of hammers and carry them at this place so he's like there will be no trace of any of this stuff so he because he left stuff behind a lot yeah and so so but almost like why would he do that unless he did it on purpose yeah because like he's saying you can't catch right or you can't trace this to anywhere because i fucked and stole it yep there's you i know he's working on like fucking nine different levels it, it's i wonder if the hammer like had the name of the store on it the way they some some of them do and it's yep. like he was gonna leave it behind to be like i was even at this store and you don't know who i am because right. i didn't i didn't interact with the sales girl or whatever yeah because then it. it would lead people there and then dead end because then and this girl would sally it. would be like well i sold a hammer 
Hey, Karen, you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing? I do. I know it well. Well, while there's no cure for stress, therapy can help shape your response to it. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, there's no better time to try Talkspace. When you sign up for Talkspace, you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist, typically within 48 hours. Forbes rates Talkspace as the number one online therapy platform, plus their licensed professionals are in-network with almost all major insurance companies. Once you meet your therapy goals, or if you want to cancel for any reason, Talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea, because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional, and be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com slash MFM. Enter promo code SPACE80. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's It's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Summer to this cop dude that I know. Dead end. Doesn't matter. Nope. Wouldn't happen. Yeah. No trace. It's beyond. They have to make sure he doesn't kill himself. They have to get him to talk. This is the part that gave me the most fucking chills that anything ever has. There's in Michelle's book, and it's known that sometimes he would start crying in the middle and say, I'm sorry, mommy, or fuck you, mommy, and like kind of lose it. And a lot of people were wondering, you know, was that just him? Is that like a red herring? Is he trying to throw them off and make him think he's crazy? Something like that. Okay. So this guy, the fucking amazing sleuth on Reddit, did all this fucking sleuthing. This guy, <laughs> Joseph fucking D'Angelo. Uh, when he was younger, was engaged. They found the engagement fucking article mm-hmm. to a woman named Bonnie. 
Bonnie married someone else. He married someone else. And that was in 1976. And one of the women who was sexually assaulted insisted that, no, he laid down and said, fuck you, Bonnie. Fuck I remember you, Bonnie, that. Not fuck you, mommy. Wow. So. Yeah, I remember reading the fuck you, Bonnie thing. So is that. Recently. And this dude was fucking engaged to a woman named Bonnie and the engagement got broken off somehow. And was that the piece that made the fine, the final thing go click? Like, could right. that, could just uncovering that old, an old engagement that, yeah. that shit doesn't get recorded by the county. No. That only weddings do. Like, right. how would you know that unless suddenly Bonnie's like. Is Bonnie uh, the one who's like, you need to look at my fucking ex? He was, I broke off my engagement with him for whatever fucking for reason. For this reason and that reason. Because he liked to eat fucking dog repellent. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, what that was the other one? Um, there was another one that was fucking great. What was it? Uh, Jesus Christ. It's I'm like so, uh, shaking. It's like a million, it's almost like, the f- the feeling is supposed to be that like the um homeland red string board yeah. it's almost like now we're done with that but actually a brand new one is starting it's there's even more now there's yeah. even more of those red fucking things i want to know like what connection he we still don't know what connection he had to the other cities there's always been this guess of like maybe well there was the um city planner maybe he worked for an architecture firm right so what's the thing about this company he worked for billy johnson was telling us about it too so there was um an article that they found or it looked like it was something out of an old yearbook so this is like the yearbook uh, data okay and it said that he i think it might have been his 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 little thing they used to write a little chunk under instead right, of like a yearbook quote in, what was it yeah. and what instrument and he played so he worked for a place called sierra hoist and hall or some shit like that yeah. I, I have the name in here but essentially i was i said to billy like maybe that's the because they always thought it, he either had construction connections or he was in a class that learning how to be an architect. architecture or like a landscape designer and that's because of the homework uh fucking uh, Piece of evidence paper. which yeah. is like my favorite fucking evidence in the world it's so creepy and on the back of is it this the- from your spin-off podcast my favorite evidence <laughs> <laughs> oh i didn't you tell just you read evidence <laughs> In a fucking monotone voice where he writes punishment on the back yes. of a piece of paper. That point, that part in fucking I'll Be Gone in the Dark is chilling. Okay, go on. It's so scary. So, no, 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 but um, in high school, it's just there are things on that. Uh, that company. He was a diver, which you know, divers have like nut bodies. Like, right. like you have to be fit like crazy and humongous calves. Right. Swimmer. D- divers, they have to stand on their toes on a diving board. <gasps> their calves Hold are. Themselves up. And that means he was a good swimmer probably too, which yeah. is like calves for days. Yeah. So wait, tell me more about the arc, the, the company that, what do they do? I don't know. I have no idea. I just saw that it, the thing that he sent us, it's, it's Sierra hoist and crane. So it's basically if you have so, anything that you need pulled oh, up by a crane. Those were last names. Or pulled out. No, no, no. It's like the two things the company oh, does. They hoist stuff and they crane and shit. And they, they, they will drive a crane somewhere and they will hoist the fuck out of Dude, something. I was for like, you. Mr. Hoist and Mr. Crane. I wonder <laughs> why they hired this teen. Mr. Hoist was the worst boss. He was such a dick. You couldn't be four minutes late. Oh my God. Yeah. So there's there's just a little bit of that like it's just these things that we have no idea how they actually apply but then your mind is going crazy of like but just for years thinking about this stuff and not having the answer and suddenly just being like oh yeah hoist and crane means they pulled trees out of the lots where they eventually built those fu- <gasps> you know your mind that's what my mind did of like and i said that to billy jenton he's like 
possibly. I know Billy Jensen's <laughs> being like, so we harassed I, Billy Jensen I last think night. I, I deleted it before I. So he he messaged the two of us yes. in a group text. Yeah. The reason is, did you see my original? message i don't know i thought i thought i deleted it before either of you could see it because (laughs) i was like georgia chill the fuck out but i met he doesn't even know us that well like don't be a fucking we've met him twice yeah yeah uh i messaged him and said the three of us and said billy please tell us anything i pinky swear we won't tell like i just wanted (laughs) i knew he had more information and i just wrote pinky swear we won't say anything and then immediately it's like you are fucking psychotic georgia and i deleted it (laughs) but i guess he already saw it before i deleted it so you didn't see it no I did see that message. Oh, my message. And when I saw that message, I was like, fuck yes. Oh, I, I love like, that you did that. What is wrong with you? No, I love that you okay. did that. Because I was, also, I think he wouldn't tell us anything he couldn't right. tell us. And then I was like, well, what if he tells us something? It gets out through some other way. And he thinks that we're the ones who fucking spilled the beans. Right. So I just, I was just like, forget it. But I guess you can't delete messages. I didn't know that. I think uh, you can only delete them from your own. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe it's just like you never have to acknowledge right. it again for your own life. Oops. But I thought it was hilarious okay. that you did that. And I think this is a spe- that special circumstance of like it's as if we all love the Philadelphia Eagles right I've and never so, I've never understood sports fans I get it now this is it yeah. this is the feeling of it's you're so engaged you've been following it for so long you care about these people our team has had bad luck for fucking 40 years and, and everyone thinks that we're cursed and we fucking won today yeah the Super Bowl also those women who appeared in the case file three-part series yeah. that were the victims that spoke for themselves that they're fucking they're the woman whose mother was the victim their yeah. sisters or family that well, she they read that Anne Marie read that that was her letter that was Debbie right. from Debbie because her mom was m- murdered and that part of that book Galita, is so fucking oh sad when she's like the rebellious teenage daughter and then she comes home one day and her mother's murdered Keith it's so bad and his brother speaking yeah they're the <sighs> fucking players and we were rooting for them this whole time and they finally fucking won and they had to like they have had to endure that motherfucker. Mr. Harrington. Uh, no, not Mr. Harrington. Oh, I thought you meant that in a positive way. Like, no, no, no. That motherfucking ass, badass motherfucker. The East Area Rapist yeah. and the Golden State Killer, allegedly Joseph D'Angelo, <laughs> as police have named uh-huh. by a 100% DNA uh-huh, match, uh-huh. would call them and harass them oh. years afterwards. That's another one of the things. So fucked up. It's so fucked up. That's another one of the things is there's that we, we all watched the uh it was the ID special. What was it called? Um it's not over yet until it's over. Yes. Remember the Golden State Killer, it's not over, right. I think. Yeah. So that's an incredible documentary. And actually one one of the guys, the like arm the, they keep calling the armchair detective or whatever, he's one of the, the guys on Reddit who was like out like he was the one to follow. He was telling yes. us everything. Knew it all, yeah. So he they posted He a, was great in that special he, too. He was really good they posted a thing uh about one of the calls that was recorded the gonna kill you recording yes and everyone tried to figure out in the in the documentary what was playing in the background it sounded like people were talking i went down that rabbit hole one night and it was uh they figured out what movie it was no no it was a tv movie from the 1970s and they figured out what part of the movie it was (sighs) but now they're saying this one guy this random fucking dude on reddit posted yeah but i think i heard some like a, a police uh, scanner chatter in the background and it was just a blip it was just a fucking blip on reddit and it's fucking legit it's true that's yeah. what they fucking heard because not because he had a fucking scanner because he was a fucking cop he was a cop i've had a lot of coffee i mean no 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 it, it, it look this is like this is an explosion this is a fucking explosion it's so I just didn't think it was going to happen. I, I have, really didn't. I just bought um 
I just bought a, uh, what are they called when you monitor your heart to see how fast it's beating? Uh, was it a heart monitor? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Should we go see how I, I like a cuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put your cuff on. Okay, I'm going to go get it for us and we're going to see. <clears throat> yeah, let's keep your, let's keep you medically observed. No, I just, um, I, it is such a strange, no, it's funny. <laughs> let's just see how you're doing. But also we have to add the coffee element into it as well. We've all been drinking a lot of coffee. You know what? What? I'm not going to do it. How come? Because it's, it's weird. Blood, <laughs> blood you don't pressure. don't want people knowing about your blood pressure. My blood pressure cuff. <laughs> well, it's high to begin with right now. Anyways, um, that's not what we're talking about. I'm just texting with my friend, Dave Eskandari, who we all uh, lived in Sacramento at the same time, mm-hmm. went to, we kind of all were like dropouts that then ended up going to Sacramento, that Sac City was the junior college there. And he and uh, uh, I, we had this group of friends like six friends and we jokingly called ourselves the 18th street Hellcats. oh my god because we all lived on 18th street but it was sarcastic but then we actually started doing it for real the best the hellcats um but he texted me this morning and i was like isn't it weird we lived there like this is a this thing that that in my and all my ego maniacism (laughs) i'm just like but this is a weird thing where this is part of my history like i do know i had my like when i said to my sister today i of course called her in the morning was like they caught him he's this he's that da 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 and when i said he lives in citrus heights the man they arrested lives in citrus heights my sister goes oh remember when we used to have to drive out to citrus heights when i had to do that thing for work and like we started talking about and it's what i've already told you but there is this there's a bleakness or there was in the 90s the 80s and 90s in sacramento and this like these long streets that went on forever and all it was was asphalt and mini malls and and a horizon that had nothing on it and it i thought i was fucking dying every day in that city yeah and just that idea that like it almost feels I know it's self-serving. It just almost feels like I was justified a little bit. Like fits. bad fucking yeah. vibes. Those bad vibes were real. I keep thinking about, so and I'm from Irvine where a couple, like the later in the uh, 80s, where I, when I was a kid growing up there, uh, there was a couple incidents there and murders and stuff. Ah, it's too much. It's... It's a weird, like, suddenly you're watching a movie and suddenly you walk by in the background as an eight-year-old. Right. That's the feeling. It's right. this weird, like, am I a background player in this thing? Which is just, I think that's just human, that's human nature. It's human to kind of be like, how is this? A little bit. <laughs> Fair enough. I but mean, it's like, it's fine. like, well, it's the places that we thought of and that we inhabited that were sinister and dark and either... <sighs> were not at all what we thought they were or were exactly what they thought we what they, we thought they were if we were creepy kids. Yeah, that's right. It's like maybe we were getting a psychic feeling. Yeah. Maybe it was just too much asphalt from my precious, you know, delicate system. Maybe your brain inhaled too much asphalt. Can I give a shout out really quickly uh, to a murderino on Twitter? Her name is Kara Stone. It's K-U-R-R-A Lynn. She tweeted, uh, just snuck into the press only conference for the Golden State Killer by saying I was with SSDGM Daily News. Honey. And, and did she make fake press credentials or did she just fucking, she just you like. Don't, you don't need them if you're confident. She just nailed it. She had her little hat with the word press on the hat, on the ring. Oh, wait, she says, I'm kind of freaking out because I'm wearing my Murderino shirt and everyone else is dressed very nice. <laughs> I don't, I didn't think this one through. Then let's see what she wrote. Uh, will you be live tweeting? Blah, blah, blah. She said, I'm trying to look casual because people are staring at me. Yep. I love her. Girl, she so risked it all. Much. For and the SSDGM then, news. Uh, um, 
Someone says you didn't lie, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. That. Yeah. You are now. Yeah. Um, then da, 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 da. I think that's all she wrote. She she's probably in fucking jail, right? County jail because she. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll bail her out. It we was no, we will not ever. If you Steven, do something, you're on your own. Stephen will use his money that we pay him finally. His birthday money. His birthday money. We got him um a U.S. bond bail money for his birthday. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, that's it. That well, it looked like they were having that obviously that press conference like in front of the station river so i wonder how they would have gotten it like you're not allowed in and you are allowed in i think pretty easily i th- i bet she could like roll parking on lot, parking yeah. lot style yeah i mean yeah i've i've lied by saying i'm um with my community college journalism team to get into like things before nice it's not true what else it wasn't true that you were on the journalism team no. or the whole story you just told me wasn't true no, the journalism team. I don't know. <laughs> you just immediately got that's not true. Team? I've never snuck in. No, anyway. that's true. Um, Howard Dean conference. <laughs> no, <laughs> swear. Were you there when he did the weird scream? Unfortunately, I was there like two weeks before. Oh shit! And I was like, I love this guy, Howard uh, Dean. Howard Dean was great, and then he fucking screamed. Um, what was I going to say? Okay, if you could get one like how do you do it question or one like why why this why did he do this answered, what would it be? Or like confirmation because I have this thing of like the couple that were, was killed, which is what he got arrested for in Sacramento because the goddamn motherfucking statute of limitations about rape ends pretty quickly. So it wouldn't matter anyways. So they got him on these murders. But so the, the murder I feel like that's changing in places, though, isn't it? One would hope. I think there was one story we read where they were changing. It. They are. Yeah. Anyway. So Brian and Kate uh, Majore, they were that sweet couple who were walking their poodle and and it's just like a it's a freak thing that didn't fit the mo at all but but was for various reasons you know pretty sure that it was east area rapist they they encountered him somehow and he he chased them down and shot them in a backyard yeah and threw their poodle in the pool Mm -hmm. which is creepy and weird so maybe the poodle happened upon him and was barking and so he threw it in the pool they got an altercation or maybe brian fucking recognized him as a fellow cop because he was an air force officer mm-hmm. and so he had to kill them this is different than this time where there was an fbi agent that who chased him down that's a different one right that, who got he got on a bike and then he was in a car no yeah. that's a different one that's so crazy and that guy got shot but didn't die right i don't know if he got shot. i don't know that part okay yeah it's so because it went on so long and there's all these there's 50, so many of 50. these 50 sexual assaults and there are people who know every single one of these incidents and we know like the people on reddit are like mit and we are essentially entertainment tonight absolutely so like if you want good the good stuff go on to these reddit threads because there are people that have been working on this shit for fucking eight years and uh i mean i'm wondering how how many more are now going to be tied in that don't have dna or he's gonna they said i remember seeing he's talking they caught this guy last night. He's talking. Right. I wonder if he's just like, you know, because a lot of these fucking killers are actually cocky at the end of the day and they want to be like, no, 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 that's not how it happened. And they want credit for these things that they're not getting credit for. They're being very well manipulated by detectives in the interrogation to like get them to spill. And I think in this day and age, like truly because it's 2018, they all those guys know how not to do it. Right. I'm sure they're very, very concerned about exactly how they yes. interrogate him to get him to open and stay open. And not only that, so that it's 
admissible in court. Exactly. So they're not putting, fuck it up in any way. No, nah, nah, they're putting their best guys on this one. And I say their best ladies, guy, that's, guys and ladies, guys and ladies, but probably especially Paul Holes. If that <laughs> if Paul Holes came into the room, you did something wrong. He puts his hands on his hips underneath his blazer and starts explaining shit to you. You're just like, yes, mea culpa, Paul Holes. I got to get this off my chest. Or if he's like, Joe, what did you do? Joe, you son of a bitch. And he does some kind of secret cop thing with him. Gets and then, him a ring pop. Boom. <laughs> His favorite ring pop. Hey, man, I brought you a ring pop. The no. ring pop theory. No, the grape <coughs> is your favorite. Oh, my God. You love grape. You love grape. It's also because he's so old. To me, I, that was 72. the other part of not having hope. I mean, just in terms of like, there's like, if he did all these things and he's not doing them anymore, there's no way he's still alive. And that ain't a 72 year old, like my dad, Marty. Dad, my dad, Marty looks fucking great for 72. He's got a lot of time left. That guy's a fucking, this Joe guy is an old fucking piece of shit. It, it looks like it, something's been weighing on him. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> over the years stressing him out yeah my dad's 78 and i think yeah. he looks better than that Your guy dad looks better than my dad <laughs> your dad looks better than me uh, <laughs> keep it healthy you got to keep it healthy you got to walk every day the trick is don't have baggage hanging over your head like yes. being a fucking rapist and murderer being like a serial rapist to a degree where i think and also it's I understand that Anne Marie was like, quit trying to say yeah. that a bunch of other people did this work and we didn't do it because we've been doing the work. Sure. I get that. Or like, even, I wonder if even Michelle McNamara, they, they want to say thank you for bringing it to the public eye, but like giving her credit might even piss them off somehow a little bit. Well, some of them. It takes away from the people who do it for a living, right, maybe. Right. But or how many, yeah. How I just wish dedicated. one person had said before Michelle McNamara started writing articles, doing all the shit, writing for fucking totally. d- different magazines, call, saying we need to call him the Golden State Killer. Right. We need to c- collect all these things I'm gonna together. I'm going to everyone. I'm going to go to all of the scenes. Yes. I'm going to fucking I'm going to make these cops talk to each dedicate other. Dedicate like, my life to this. And there was an element of pressure from her that right. they're not going to talk about being pressured of course by a citizen right but i think that her bringing it to the media made them go yes we are working on it yes. and like maybe that is not a, always a positive thing with the police and and like data miners sure. and, and armchair experts but at the same time i no one was fucking talking about it nope. before and this was a thing that like of all the murders and rape cases in the nation it was obscure it was not well known if this fucking hashtag right now was uh what was it eron's eron's yeah area rapist uh what was it east area rapist original nights original nights it's so it's eron's right if this fucking hashtag was eron's right now do you think it'd be half as fucking blowing up as golden state hashtag golden state killer right which is like the fucking she was they were right a beautiful catchy name go listen to um there's the three-part podcast called i'll be gone in the dark that just explains with all the players how this book came to be it's really well done it's a really quick listen if you just need to catch up um get all the info and one of them is that that she that they knew that this needed a fucking better name you know because it needed to reflect that he fucking terrorized the entire state in all these counties there was no jurisdiction that was was more important although you know sacramento obviously is the grandfather and the original hunting ground and all that but that all these other things happen and it had to be cohesively approached and i do think that and maybe that's just because 
that's the that's what I like. Yeah. But I think her going around and be, and getting evidence herself and just being like, fine, I'll do it. Just copy it for yeah. me. Made everyone else go like, no, 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 we got this. it. Yeah. Like she wasn't going to stop. She fucking she branded this fucking thing. She really did. And that's brilliantly. Yeah. Brilliantly branded. And then wrote about it. Oh, I know oh. we've we talked about it so much. But I just it's like. It's like, um, I called my, I told my friend today, oh, it's fact prose because it's as dry as facts can be. She then turns it into this thing where suddenly you're looking at a picture. You're not reading a sentence. Poetic. Yeah. Words that I would never use, but fit so perfectly. I don't know what that's called. Good writing. Um, (laughs) you know what I did last night? I was like, okay, finally, I'm just refreshing everything. It's the same information. It's fucking three in the morning. There's nothing new. Uh, I took a Xanax, (laughs) which is I never do anymore and I knew I had to yeah. and then I thought you were almost there for 24 hours I know yeah then I put in my headphones which I always do to fall asleep I've been listening to uh I needed something nice and light lately because I've been listening to fucking I'll be gone in the dark at yeah. night and it's been scaring the shit out of me yes I've been listening to fucking Douglas Adams lately but I fucking <laughs> put on I'll be gone in the fucking dark in my headphones and fell asleep to it wow and I it was awesome because it's a different story a different now fucking i was not freaking out and i was not scared my heart was fucking happy as i listened to it and fell asleep and as mr he- is it hetherington or harrington harrington mr harrington said bruce harrington yeah. bruce harrington the brother of one of the victims She's and his wife yeah those victims get to for the first time in <gasps> fucking 40 something years they get to rest easy and what a i mean what a relief that he's not dead Yes. You know, what a satisfying like, like it would be great if they found him and he was dead. Glad we fucking at found least out. found him. Yeah. Exactly. That would have been totally satisfying. But this is a different thing. And and if they handle it right, which I believe in these people that Absolutely. they will. And they're so by the book and they're I mean, it was funny how cr- crazy uh, careful they started being. It's like, why take questions if you're not going to answer yeah. any questions? But also, how about Anne-Marie getting super pissed when they're like, is it related to Mr. Cruel? And she's like, uh, no. Yeah. Where it's just like, wait, what's the problem? Yeah. All these Australians are like, we're just waiting to hear our guy's been caught, too. Right. Because there are so many, there's so many, um, you know, I read the same article everybody else did, but I was surprised I didn't know there were that many MO matches. Yeah. The eating, uh, like sticking around and eating. Yep. And surveilling for like weeks and months beforehand and all that. Oh, it's so creepy. So creepy. It's so crazy. What about, what else? What else would you want to know? Um, I want to know what the connections with the other locations are. Obviously, especially Irvine. I already texted my dad and said, hey, did you know an ex-cop <laughs> in Irvine in 1986 That's such a good idea. You're like, did you ever hang out and talk to this guy at the donut shop sure, or whatever? maybe. I didn't, that wasn't a slur against like, cops. It was the first place I Like of. where we want to be right now. Where would Marty hang out? Like a Whole Foods type of place? Yeah, mothers. Yeah. They were called mothers market back then. Because <laughs> he's a little bit of a hippie, right? Oh, he's a fucking carabeating hippie. <laughs> kidding me now was janet a hippie or was she just playing ball in the 70s uh they were just like the health food fanatic hippies smoking pot chilling out yeah but they weren't they were uh they were yuppies oh okay yeah they were totally yuppies got it got it they were can you be a yuppie and not have money (laughs) they had the yet they lived the yuppie lifestyle I'm um, like I, if you could see this written it would be fuppies but faux yuppies faux yuppies faux yuppies that's exactly right faux yuppies it would still have a-u-x but yeah. fuppies 
I mean, I can't even think of what I want to hear of those, those near miss times. We know yeah. of the ones, but like in, cause I read that book by one of the other investigators. Um, and he wrote a like self-published book that's that thick. It's so long and crazy, mm-hmm. but it was basically just his firsthand experience of over and over again getting called to these houses where the victims are sitting on the couch crying and they had this horrible thing happen to them. And it's, it, it's so incredible. One of the times he talks about was a time where police pulled a guy over the morning mm-hmm. after an attack. He had all this weird shit in his car and they let him go anyway. And he right. got on the freeway north and basically toward Auburn shit yes and that part of the story it's just like they no one knows and that that was like a my thing alleged fucking all this other legal shit but it's like if he was a cop and they saw him in his car did they just go oh it's that guy go ahead you're fine yeah yeah or like when you get when you're a cop and you get pulled over you fucking hand when they ask you for your license you hand them your fucking cop id and they're like oh go ahead yeah it's over that's not there's no discussion there's no question it'd be it'd be fucking disrespectful which i wonder if he kept all this shit around him so even if he was kicked off the fucking dude right still and, dressed up like him and the prowling maybe he wasn't prowling maybe he was fucking walking around dressed well i guess someone would have said they saw a cop dressed yeah a cop by himself would be weird a cop car might be no i don't know Mm-hmm. I would want to know also about the real estate element. That thing where there was a guy that used to show up at open right. houses that would be across from places right. or, I mean, that whole part is, I don't even know. I just want to know everything. Me too. I think we will. I hope we do. Let's, I wonder if, I wish Billy would call us. Oh, you know what they were saying? Um, I was going to ask you mm-hmm. because they were talking, but they were trying to get at this press conference, they were just trying to get Amory and our boy, uh, um, Scott Jones, who I'm positive I drank with at Poppy Popeyes in the late '80s. Popeyes, the worst bar in America. Uh, he looks so familiar to me. He's oh like God. every guy I had a crush on in, in Sacramento. But um, they were talking. They were trying to get them to answer questions about that surveillance time. Right. How exciting is it to think about those cops where they were in the lab? They were like, it's a fucking match. Now go surveil him or get the, here's the thing. We need the thing to match it. It wouldn't yeah. be the match first. Yeah. They would go to get the match. This guy looks good. This I'd guy say. looks good. It's ding. It's 18 points on the 20 point chart. Right. And then two guys go sit in a car waiting. Now tell me, Georgia, you are now one of those guys. Okay. Or ladies. Or ladies. Cause anything can happen. And in we this day say and guys and we mean people. We, yeah. So you are a police person that's gotten sent to surveil this very good looking suspect for as long as it takes so that he comes out and spits on the lawn. Yeah. Throws his cup in the ditch. He's a litterer. <laughs> what is he? How, like, what do you see? What's your dream thing of how that surveillance happened that they snuck his DNA? Okay. Or, or well, legally acquired? Well, I mean, it's real. I feel like it seems so simple. And the most obvious one is if he's a smoker. But the problem is, say he is a smoker and he puts a cigarette out. Uh, in an ashtray. Well, there's no way to prove that that's his actual butt unless it's a brand new clean cigarette, cigarette ashtray. But you know, he, maybe he's a smoker and he flicks his fucking cigarette. That guy doesn't look like a fucking health nut to me. So maybe he's a smoker. <laughs> he definitely looks like a smoker he's and like yellow. a person that drinks a huge, a uh, big gulp all day. Absolutely long. a big gulp. Yep. So, I mean, you know, they have their ways. The spitting on the ground is good, but it'd have to be like, 
I remember there was one case where they did the spitting on the ground, but the only way they were able to use it is because it had just rained. And so the spit was sitting on top of the the rain and the cement. Yeah. So it wasn't like part of the ground because then it'd be like, well, this is... They couldn't introduce all the other spit and weird shit exactly, that was there. Exactly, exactly. Well, or maybe they arrested him on something else and got his DNA through that way. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. they... But it like, but he probably was so careful. Yes. And there's no way that they would have been like, we got you for a stop. You ran a stop sign. Hey, can we get your DNA, by the way? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, not that guy. And you'll never speak to that guy again. He's going to lawyer up. Not the guy who uh, was caught for shoplifting a dog repellent and a hammer. And then when they said, you yeah. have to go under review for the Auburn Police Department, said no thanks and just took being dismissed. Right. Because he didn't want to even talk about it. Okay, well, so allegedly, from what Reddit has told me, that he has a, two daughters that were born in 81 and 86. So, of course, they're my age-ish. I looked them up on Facebook. Are we friends? <laughs> I don't think we are. But I want to know about them. And did they read I'll Be Gone in the Dark? Did they ever say to mom and dad, hey, oh. you, were you guys freaking out that at that time of, you know, at that time? You guys, we lived here. Because that has happened for other killers when their children suspect them really or family members suspect them yeah isn't that the um the happy face killer's daughter is the reason like she's the is she reason? the one that article was she wrote that article recently what's it called like i don't know but she did have a tv show for a little while where she would go and meet other like she interviewed right. btk's <sighs> wife you know she would go and talk to families and i would say this too yeah like nobody should be in any way contacted obviously absolutely not but like we know that there's all this weird access these days for people yeah it would be living hell to be related to this person today do you know they they've already tracked down the yelp review of what they're assuming is assuming is his wife's business no and there's some like really negative yelp review about what a fucking psycho she is Oh, no. But it's like, who knows where she is, what's going on, who wrote this review, if it's even her actual business, if it's even actually his wife. Um, but the article is called The Struggle to Find, My Struggle to Find Peace as the Daughter of a Serial Killer on Huffington Post, which I keep meaning to read. Oh, that's her smiley face killer? I, yeah, one of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, wow. Okay, what about you? What is your, your, um, you're sitting in the interrogation room with him. You have one fucking shot. <laughs> what? 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 Uh, what would? What uh, tactic would you take? I mean, I don't. I couldn't do it. I find like these criminals so abhorrent. Like I just don't even want to be anywhere in near yeah. the building. But I would want Paul, if I could be inside Paul Holes or like just watch oh. as what he did. What I would have your DNA inside, his <laughs> DNA inside of you. Right? You could be, Are you being dirty about Paul Holes? I am. If you could be, He's if a you married could be man. surrounded, your heart and spirit and smells and tastes with if, Paul, inside Paul Holes. If I could just surveil Paul Holes. Mm-hmm. This is, we can't keep doing this, but. Okay, interrogate Stephen like he's the. Now I can't. Killer. This improv is so weird. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, just interrogate Stephen. I just. <laughs> okay, so you're saying you were at Margaritaville, <laughs> but you don't seem hungover at all yeah, today, yeah. or that you have sugar poisoning from what kind of margarita did you get? Yeah, I got the spicy, the hot, 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 uh, and I'm very hungover. <laughs> oh, you're pulling 
really nice see Christina. them. Is that that glow about you? It's that, that 31-year-old about him. <laughs> oh, that's that you're right. You're not hungover yet. You fucking son of a Steven, bitch. there's bacon and fucking bagels right but here. Steven throws up on all the equipment. Don't throw up on it. Oh. <laughs> Wait, you're... Did you, you press drank, play? Did you remember to press play? You drank margaritas that were spicy. I love spicy yeah, margaritas. Like spice, it has like um, jalapenos yes, in it and stuff. The best. With salt. <gasps> yeah. Oh, the best. I've... Such oh, you're an ulcer. You're old. You're not. You're old, but you're. You don't. It's too late. You already you, said it, and it's recorded. <laughs> you goes are an old file. drinker, meaning like you weren't around. <laughs> you just did it again. I didn't. <laughs> you're <laughs> a fucking old drinker. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. No, you missed the period of like good drinks. A hundred percent. No, I you were too young. Out, I burned out on like Bartles and James. Right. I took an acid stomach from wine coolers. Yeah, yeah. That's how bad it you was. You didn't get a drink, fucking classy shit. With no, the mixology was far off no one had a fucking curly ass mustache yeah. when i was in bars it was all free popcorn right. and like fucking miller light in a small glass it was dark <laughs> shit and it was in sacramento and too. smoking aloud and smoke please smoke waitresses handing you lit cigarettes <laughs> that never happened but yeah no it was like it was as it was like it was 100 years ago yeah when i think about all all of those times they were like here become an alcoholic it's so easy. We want to we want to make it happen. As in, but when it's like nowadays, we're like, here, every drink is fourteen fucking dollars. <laughs> so you can only be an alcoholic if you're if you're rich as fuck. <laughs> and if you come anywhere near us with a cigarette, we're gonna murder you. Right. You. It's like you have to be some kind of a connoisseur these days to be an alcoholic, which right. I just don't have the energy for. And you see an alcoholic, and you're like, oh, that guy must be rich. Yes. Because because you're buying drinks that have those huge ice ice yeah. cubes in them that are like and they designer ice cubes and they measure everything so like you're not it's like an ounce and a half of alcohol and you're like it doesn't matter I'm just gonna swallow it really fast like right. giving my dog a treat where she <laughs> I look at George and go please just chew this twice like please and she just go. <gasps> Like I'll give her leftover steak from like a dinner we were at, and I hold it out, and she swal she inhales it. <laughs> she doesn't even taste it. She, I'm like, bite it twice. You'll it, love the even taste. Even better. Elvis does that too with cookies. He sometimes just swallows them whole. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, and then he fucking alligators. Uh, where were we? I don't know. Yeah, a couple of people had the great idea that this needs to be an MFM. Uh, do you need a ride crossover? <laughs> be so Chris amazing. Fairbanks is just driving us to fucking Sacramento. You know, we could take the entire drive up to Sacramento to explain to Chris Fairbanks what all, the entire case is and what's happening. He'd be like, oh, I never heard of this And before. I don't care. <laughs> and I still don't care. I'm not interested. I also would just like to say this really quick. Mm -hmm. um, I know that Georgia posted our text thread where I talk <laughs> shit about Sacramento. And I just want people to know, lots of people texting and saying, it's not like that anymore please come you're gonna love it blah 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 i hear you i know it and is that him i don't know hold on oh, oh is it okay is it okay that we're recording our podcast we need confirmation yes i do want to be on it very good you guys yeah <laughs> yep we're seeing we're being real official we're trying to be real well yeah we <laughs> We've said the word alleged 15 fucking times yes. in the past two minutes. The police, the man the police say is the Golden State Killer. How are you? You must be so thrilled. Why? What's going on today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's been a, uh, it's been definitely a crazy day. C congratulations i mean how long have you been would you oh shit steven give me that charger oh, no. um <laughs> how long would you say you've been working on this case altogether? for me not that long it was only really after she died 
Okay. After Michelle died is when I started working on it. I knew about it because I was friends with her and I constantly would talk to her about it. And I, I read about it um, a lot. But it was really only when she died that I started getting into it. So because you are professionally, you are a crime reporter anyway. I mean, that's your whole this is your whole area. Correct. Yeah, I'm an investigative crime journalist. Yeah. So 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 basically you just jumped in when you were needed. Yeah. When she when she passed, my first thought was of the Golden State Killer. It wasn't, uh, you know, I knew other people would be thinking of. Alice and thinking of Pat and I was just like well did this guy win mm, right um, and, yeah and then it was about the book and it was what can we do I, I will do anything I can to make sure that this book comes out because I want someone to do that for me because I know how much she worked on it um, you know hours and hours and hours of working on it yeah so that's that's what I uh, that's what I made sure of and did you watch this uh, press conference they just gave I did what'd you think uh <laughs> I don't necessarily know if I want to talk exactly about what I thought. About. Okay. <laughs> I think there was a lot of, um, it was very political. Yeah. I yeah. think they were definitely, the DAs were definitely all there and they were covering all their bases. Bases or asses? Were, uh, you know, and I would have liked to have seen the guys that were in the trenches. Uh, yeah. Where they really worked on this case. Where was, where was Paul Holes and Ken Clark and, yeah. uh, you know, Larry Poole or, and, or, you know, Crompton or uh, Shelby or Erica, you know, those people that really worked it on a day-to-day basis that really took the stuff home. I mean, a lot of them did get mentioned, but this was very much a political thing. They didn't tell us much. The two things that we did hear, one of them that they kind of buried a little bit and the press didn't exactly know to follow up on it is that they confirmed that he was the Vassalia ransacker. Right. They just like glazed over it. Yeah, and the press didn't realize to, you know, they were more interested in whether he was the uh, the guy from Australia because they obviously all Googled Golden State Killer when they were news. <laughs> that was the first thing that came up at Google News. Right. So, what about Ant? There, there was that and also the fact that, that he was probably, I would put money on the fact that he was caught via um, DNA, familial DNA. Oh, really? Yeah. It was, from what they were saying was that you know, they, they were led, the, the, the words that they were using was that they were led to uh, a certain area and then they had to eliminate people, which sounds like you oh. know, they, got, they got a last name or they got somebody that had enough characteristics and enough of the markers from that DNA of, of the killer. And then they were able to go through and then the detective work, the true love of the detective work that they were doing was really just saying, that's not the guy, that's not the guy eliminating people over and over and over again and then finally getting into uh the guy they thought it was and then they you know they remarked that they had to wait for him you know they they watched his activities or lack thereof which meant that he wasn't leaving the house oh it was feeling that he just was kind of a couch potato he was kind of sitting there and they were waiting for him to leave the house so they can collect dna (sighs) so they very well might have collected that dna what they were calling discarded dna off of you know, the, the way they, they did it with the Grim Sleeper was, was off of a piece of pizza, I think. Um, yes, so, that's right. Or yeah, like collecting so his trash, you know, like doing yeah, a trash collection. Trash, but you don't really, they probably did it someplace else. Because uh, trash, you never know who it could be. And it gets a little messy, for lack of a better term. No, right. No pun intended. <laughs> well, you know, that's what we were talking about is 
we our theory is that these cops whatever they did they did it so carefully and so exactly and so by the book to make sure that whatever they did couldn't be like that would hold up entirely yeah. i mean that's a safe assumption right i think so yeah i mean they did go very there's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Fast, but you know, when this was all breaking at two in the morning, my time, I, uh, you know, I was looking at it and, and I had just gotten a, a text from somebody saying, hey, there's a press conference tomorrow. What's that about? And then just started digging and calling people or, or texting people and emailing people. And once I talked to one of the victim's families and they said that somebody did contact them higher up in, uh, in Sacramento, contacted them and said uh, there is a suspect in custody. Then I knew, you know, to talk about it, start talking about it on Twitter and everything. Yes. And that's the one that um, gave me chills when you talked about that, because to me, that's so real. Like they wouldn't be leading people on if they didn't yeah. think mm-hmm. they had their guides. Yeah. It seems to me that family is not going to want to wake up and they're not going to no, want them to wake up in the morning. They're not going to tell the family. Right. That would be ridiculously cruel. Yes. And also one of the things that I was, what I was concerned about is that, well, if it's, if they have somebody in custody, um, maybe it's, it's, it's like the Missouri murder, which is just too, which there wasn't DNA involved in. Uh, and that potentially could not have been the, the East Area Rapist. Uh, but we all think it was, and we, we, we consider that as part of the, you know, in the canon of the murders. But, you know, once they told uh, the family member that I talked to, uh, and then I got a confirmation that a, um, from another law enforcement source, I was like, all right, this is, this is real. We can run with it. Yes. <laughs> It's so cool. And now, is that a thing you deal with sometimes where you suspect things or things start coming down the pike, but you have to wait for those certain moments to to actually run with it? Like, do you know all those? Oh, yeah. The ins and outs of that? Not so much. You know, I don't do it as much as I used to do when I worked in newspapers. So when you're working in newspapers, you always had to get it. Obviously, get two confirmations. You can't just run with one confirmation. And that's always, a you know, you're seeing less and less of that now. Right. Yeah, you have to do that. And um, otherwise, you're just running. You, you know, you're, you're potentially running something that is not not, not real. Yeah, and that's the worst thing. That's the worst thing you can do as a journalist, other than completely making something up. In order to <laughs> over. Is there yeah. um is there a question or like a fact you're really looking forward to, to having um, confirmed or answered or anything like that that you're just 
excited about or already? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of them that are the sort of parlor game questions. Like, was that your homework? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, we've already. Yep. And uh, was that your dog? Was, you know, that those kind of things. Yeah. But I really want to know what other victims there were. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure yeah. he had other victims, particularly sexual assault victims. And that's one of the things that I taught. I was just on the phone with Paul Haynes, um, the, the, kid. The, the researcher from the book. Yeah. And that's what we talked about. Uh, and I said, you know, go, you know, if you're if you're bored tonight, you know, go and, uh, and start looking up the places that he was. Let's start building a timeline on this guy and start seeing reports of sexual assaults because they didn't take, you know, they didn't take uh, rape kits all the time in sexual assaults. And this guy might have gone here or there, kind of summer camp was... Who knows what he was doing at the time? Yeah, so, yeah. With all the moving around, yeah, I think there's definitely going to be. While it looks like he really did stick around in in the Golden State, really was the Golden State killer. <laughs> Jesus, he fucking stayed in Citrus Heights. I mean, like it's so crazy. He stayed in the right in the center of the of the bulls of the tar- the bullseye of the fucking yeah. dartboard. Yeah. What, yeah. what? How cocky of him? I mean, yeah. Well, he was comfortable. Yeah, he was comfortable there. Yeah. That's one of the main reasons why he would do what he did and why he would only strike certain neighborhoods because he came, he became comfortable in those neighborhoods. Yeah. Are there any pieces right now? Like for me, there's a million that you're like, oh, that makes sense. Like any of those little answers that are that little questions that are being answered now that you know that he's either a cop or he's local or he stayed there or he's still well, alive. The, the, cop, the cop thing, I always thought that he had a scanner. Right. Just yeah. Because of the way that he knew where the patrols were when they started amping up the patrols and he would attack at other locations. I thought he had a scanner. I didn't think he had the scanner. I didn't think he had a police scanner because he was an actual policeman. Yeah. That's going to be the other shoe to drop in terms of, and it's really going to be up to local law, uh, um, media, somebody at the SAC B to figure out what he was doing as a police officer. Um, why? I mean, think about this and this is, think about how big of a red flag this is. You're a cop. You get arrested for shoplifting. Yeah. <laughs> when you get accused, and you weren't arrested, you get accused for shoplifting dog repellent and a hammer. Yeah. And they say, all right, we're going to do a disciplinary hearing and everything like that. And no police union comes to your aid and you don't fight it. Yeah. You just say, all right, I'm done. I'm done. That You never see that happening. That should have been a red flag to say, why does he not want people looking into his background did you and do you know what year that happened the shoplifting and the disciplinary hearing it was in the 70s i think it was, it was oh, early 70s. obviously probably 79 right if that was the year he was out of the auburn yeah, police I think so maybe 70 i'm not sure yeah. what about um i mean i wonder if that disciplinary thing they were like you have all these other points against you we'll have someone look into it or you can just quietly resign and we won't I, look I, in- honestly i i think that could be something there and i think it was you know they didn't because it was so political the the, the guys on the ground the boots on the ground the real detectives they would say oh my god this was this was one of ours or it was somebody that was like us and they they would be upset and want to know it yeah the political people weren't going to mention it they didn't really mention it you didn't really hear about it that this was a a former cop yeah how many times was he potentially caught while he was doing his patrols uh meaning his patrols his nighttime patrols his east area rapist patrols and flashed a badge yeah Um, yes exactly you know, was he potentially involved when he was in Vesalia 
and he apparently was a police officer at Exeter, which was about 10 miles or 11 miles from Visalia. Was he involved in any of the investigations? I mean, these are all the, this is the other shoe that's going to drop in terms of who could have stopped him when. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm interested more in what other crimes he might have convicted and getting answered. He might have uh, committed, excuse me, and getting answers from those. But the other thing is going to be like, you know, could we have caught him? And you know, was it a good old boys network? Obviously, if he was a cop, he knew cop lingo. He knew names of, of other people. So if somebody pulled him over, or if somebody said, "What are you doing in this neighborhood?" He could drop names. He could drop lingo. He could just say, "I'm doing this or this." Uh. And, and I am sure. That that happened a couple times. Yeah, absolutely. No, no way that it did. You know, he was doing everything he could to survive, and that would have been in one of his one of his tricks. Totally. One of the things I noticed mentioned in Reddit of like why it was weird in the beginning is that he he's a little older than what was originally thought. Everyone was calling him a teenager. Do you think that yeah. there's probably was there a do you think there was a trigger that made him start in his late twenties, early thirties? which is pretty old to start these things, or do you think there's stuff that goes way far back that we're going to find out about him that he was... I, I think we're going to find out about something. I yeah. do. Uh, but not at that scope. And obviously, he he didn't know about DNA, so he was leaving his, his deposits everywhere. You know, right. so... Um, there's going to be there's going to be little things here and there, but not at the scope. Like uh, pre-Vasalia uh, Ransacker... Yeah, yeah. Why did you know? Obviously, yeah. I mean, we saw, you know, he was doing the ransacking and that was, you know, and he was taking stuff and then he wanted to amp it up. Yeah. And it was all about, it's all about power for him. First, it was the power of, I'm in your house. Second, is the power of, I'm in your house and I'm taking your stuff. Third, it's the power of, I'm in your house and I'm taking your body. And then the fourth one was, I'm in your house and I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Jesus. Fuck. Also, I think it'd be interesting. It, like um, if they're finding or they will find things happening in Auburn, set, uh, cold cases, cold rape cases, stuff where if he was a police person in Auburn and like, were, was there a woman that came forward that was like a police officer raped me, but I don't know who it was mm -hmm. and they just didn't do anything about it. Like, uh, and obviously it's worst case scenario, but it's that I just keep thinking of that kind of thing where I wonder if he was able to control himself to save it, to go into Sacramento or into the East area to do it and then come home and stay safe that way. Or if he if it spilled out onto like wherever he lived. Yeah. In Auburn. If he, yeah. I mean. I have a feeling it didn't spill out. I mean, this is just pure conjecture. But uh, <laughs> That's what it all is. <laughs> yeah, but I think that that there might have been certain ways that he might have made somebody feel uncomfortable. But for the most part, no. I mean, he was just like sort of like an upstanding citizen, and, and he did his thing, and everybody thought he was a fairly nice guy, but they didn't know him that that well. You yeah. know, I mean, are we going to see? You know, the fact that they were. They commented so often, and listen, what are you going to do when you're watching just people bring out boxes from a guy's house? Are those boxes of all the stuff that he stole from those houses? Yes. Oh, my God. Like direct evidence. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. That's a question. Did he have a trophy room? Of course he did. Oh, my God. Of course he did, right? I don't know. And we're not talking golf trophies over here and bowling fucking <laughs> trophies, obviously. We are, we are talking we are talking the trophies he took from his victims. Jesus. The chi so, a China cabinet. I mean, what, are you really, what are you really taking from there? You know, I know you take a lot of stuff because you're also wondering, you want to, you know, they're, they're going to, they're going to, you know, dot every I and cross every T. So you want to make sure that you're going to cover everything. And he could, you know, he, who knows, he could have been doing something bad now, but 
you know, what, what were they taking out of there? I think that's going to be a well, what I always thought was so creepy was the, I mean, and this is just such a mind fuck, the way he would take something from one uh, crime scene and a couple months later leave it at another, which leave means another he was holding on to yeah. stuff. For yeah. sure, there was a place where he was keeping it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was, that's, that's weird. You know, and there's, there's a lot of weird questions that are going to be out there. Why'd you, you know, bring the TV into the backyard? Right. Cases, you know, and, and all these things that, um, that we've that we've gone round and round about and, and wondered about the diamond knots and there's evidence i think i think i saw somebody posted a picture of him in the navy was that correct? yeah, yeah that's right and those knots yeah, I, haven't, I haven't been on social we've just been doing a bunch of stuff here so oh it's okay. getting real fun on social i bet so you are you guys uh I mean, I just can't imagine. So last night you guys had this. But we were talking. It was four in the morning when we were talking to you, right? Yes. <laughs> I did not realize that. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. yeah last night we were, in, we were in Chicago. We went to Naperville because um, Gillian Flynn was talking to myself, Patton, and Paul. Amazing. About, about the book. And so it's cool. Kind of, it's, you know, Gillian is from here and she's the woman that wrote, you know, Girl on the Train and, and Gone Girl Gone and all Girl, that yeah. stuff. And then there was uh, uh, also, you know, it was kind of close to where she grew up. Michelle did. So Michelle's family was there. We had a great talk about the case. We said, you know, people like, you really think it's going to be solved? And we said, yeah, huh. this is going to be solved. I, I have no doubt this is going to be solved. And, uh, because of the DNA, you know, bottom yeah. line is, I don't think Zodiac potentially could be solved i wouldn't say that i would put money on it but if we have dna of somebody that's not you know you can't fake that so then we uh we were all just pretty wiped we we went home uh to back to chicago and stayed in, in the hotel and for some reason i woke up to a text you know <laughs> like two in the morning or something or one in the morning and i uh, just started from there i mean can you were, was it like a stomach drop? Was it an out loud gasp? Was it like, did you just get cold? What was that? What was your reaction in that moment? Well, the first reaction was, all right, there's a press conference. All right, well, what's that going to be about? You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and then, yeah. The, you know, it's always going to be, is this real or not? And yes. One of the things that I, I keep telling people is that once I confirmed it, so my, my, my first thing was about confirming it. And that's just my journalism instincts. Yeah. I want to confirm this thing. After I confirmed it, and then I'm like, all right, I confirmed it. And I put out some tweets, and I told everybody. And I uh, wasn't going to tell Pat yet because Pat was, like, super tired last night. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to wake the little guy up. (laughs) Um, But I was like, I'm going to grab him right at, like, five, right? So, uh, but then I, because we had a very early flight. So I was sitting there all alone in this you know, bed and never bedded before. And I'm just, I started thinking and questioning my consciousness of whether I was dreaming or not. I was really wondering whether this was a dream. And it was like, wait, I was at a, you know, it was weird. I had the weirdest dream last night. I was in Chicago. I was in the suburbs. And then Gillian Flynn was there. (laughs) We didn't eat dinner, but they gave us brownies and I ate the brownie on the way home. And I was like going through all this stuff. It's like, well, was this? A, and then I got a call that, you know, a text message that there's a press conference. And I was wondering whether this was really a dream or not. And then uh-huh. we were both doing it, me and Patton, when we were sitting at the airport waiting for the plane uh, to board. And we were both saying the same thing. It's like, if, if we wake up 
and we're back in the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this is going to be, this is going to be really What shitty. was in those brownies? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Someone dosed I you guys. I don't think there was anything. No, <laughs> it was, I think it was actually fudge. It wasn't brownies. So. It's just such a fast, it just feels like this, you guys being on the book tour like it's so it's such a fast turnaround for the way this kind of like it built and i feel like everyone was prepared for this to go on for so much longer mm-hmm. yeah it, no there was no build to this the build was 12 hours you know yes and, um, that's one of the reasons when we were talking about it and i was trying to think of what michelle would feel and you know there would she would be feeling what like a come down right about now yeah where you know and we had talked about that as what are you going to do with your, you know, when you finally catch the guy, this was your first, you never forget your first, this was your obsession. Yeah. If, if you are able to get answered to that, what are you going to do next? And, and I wanted that to happen because I wanted her to work on other cases with her. Yeah. And I constantly have in my own investigations, I constantly have 15 to 20 going at the same time because I'm doing street crimes. I'm doing ones that, you know, are, are a little bit more easier to, to solve and they're not, they're not sort of romanticized uh, as much as as somebody like this is. Yeah. But it, uh, you know, I think she would have that sort of come down, just kind of you know sit alone in a room and say like, all right, well, what you know, what happens now? I think there would definitely be things like she would be like, God damn it, he was the Vasselia ransacker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She went back and forth on that one, and so did Paul, and so did I, because you know he had that stocky body. You know, they they would say that he had that cherubic face. Yeah. So, the, so he obviously, I'm really interested to see what his pictures look like during the ransacker phase, then versus the ear phase, because I think he probably lost some weight because they kept on talking about how he had this moon face, this baby face. Right. Yeah. And uh, and then he ended up, you know, with face that was very kind of lean, or at least you know what people could see of it when we were talking about the ear. Yeah, it's a real, it's a different, those, because there was, there's one picture of him as a cop with a mustache that looks like it's from the late seventies. And he looks so different than that Navy picture or Uh any of those younger pictures. Like he does not have that stuff on his face. He did, he doesn't have the width to his face. Mm -mm. He, he looks very lanky, but it looks like one of the sketch, the older sketch of a, with a mustache. Yes, dude. Yeah, no, I think that's that's probably what happened. And obviously, he grew the mustache after a while. Maybe he grew it to kind of hide himself. Yeah, and, um, you know. But I think I think he lost some weight. I and mean, he, what he was doing was strenuous too. You know, I mean, this yeah. Was oh yeah, exercise. he was doing parkour. <laughs> exactly. You got to be in shape for that. Yeah. To see to see what he you know turned into you know that happens to all of us where you kind of let yourself go. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and the cops were sort of like waiting outside for him saying, is this guy going to move or what? Because, uh, you know, they were trying to collect uh, collect something from him and obviously he wasn't moved. So crazy. So crazy. Uh, you know what I keep picturing, that, like when they were talking at the at the press conference and I understand like the DA, Amory, kept saying like this is the detective's work and, the, and whatever. But what I like to picture is like Michelle was just this bossy lady that kept showing up and being like, yeah, but I need to write about this. So could you guys get it together? Like she yeah. just kept going to places and being like, I need you to prioritize this. We need to, this needs yeah. to matter more to people. And like, so yes, the, the credit fully goes to those detectives because they were always there and they had to work on it and whatever. But there is that like, we, you know, I don't know. I feel like we all know the credit goes to like the fucking mouthy broad that gets in there and goes, you guys seriously like do yeah. something about this. 
No, and the fact that they called him the Golden State Killer, which they wouldn't have called him if not for Michelle. Yeah, right. Uh, that's how they referred to him as. And then the, you know, that they're saying, oh, that you know, the book didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah, the book just came out. Right. The article, though, mm-hmm. came out a long time ago, and the article got everybody buzzing um, in in circles and got people like you guys interested in it, and it became part of the lore of people would bring up you know when people were mentioning certain serial killers they would bring up this guy and nobody ever talked about this guy before you know this guy had one unsolved mysteries episode yeah and uh you know it really was very very low on anybody's radar until she came along and really really boosted it it's not about the book it really was about her doing you know you know constantly being on you know, writing about it or TV shows or blogging and then the article coming out and then all these people coming, you know, like her selling her life rights because they thought it was so interesting and all that jazz. Yeah. Uh, You know, that's, you know, does the task force happen without her putting that case back into the spotlight? You know, and does she and does she have the the kind of uh, like engine to go forward if it wasn't for also all those other data miners online that were super dedicated and doing the same thing she was doing just not actually going anywhere but like the people that like when we were talking about paul looking through every single or i think it's in the book actually it's you know when he was the one that had already looked through every yearbook or he'd already yeah there's there's just been people who have truly been dedicating themselves to the minutia of this case like a police person would except for they're they haven't been paid they've just been doing it out of the passion and the people yeah. who who um who the victims are willing to speak to like someone who's super empathetic and wonderful like michelle because they've been waiting so long for the detectives to give them an answer and yeah. they don't want to wait any longer they speak with michelle and that kind of reinvigorates them into pushing the detectives to keep looking into the cases yeah exactly exactly one of the things that i really hope is that everybody that was working on this case that were data mining and everything they go find some other ones yes, yes. Uh, you know, go use those skills. This was this this was your training wheels, and this was one of your first ones. Now go and solve one of the other two hundred thousand unsolved murders that are out there. Yeah, that's one thing that I'm working on. I'm writing a book right now, and uh, it's about the cases that I've been able to solve as working as a, a, the consulting detective, consulting digital detective, whatever you want to call me. <laughs> but the uh, you know the fact that we are entering an age where we're going to have the most educated retirees we have ever seen wow. in the baby boomers. These are people that can just, that, that want to help. And there's also millennials that want to help. There's also baby boomers that want to help. And what, what I'm doing is I'm creating sort of a system and going to do a pilot program somewhere where some police department wants to do it, where we'll just open it up, <sighs> you know, screen people, make sure they're good, yep. not pay them. They'll have their own computers. And, and they'll just go in and be able to do this stuff. And yes, there is a chain of command. Yes, there is. They will only get you so far. And then the police have to take over. But when you're looking for a needle in a haystack, if you can get them to that needle, and then you just have to prove that that needle is guilty. Yes, and dude. These murders are just piling up. Yeah. You know, there's 5,000 new unsolved murders every year, and they're just piling on top of each other. You might hear about, oh, this murder. Oh, okay, we just we just cleared 12. You know, from from a few different years, there's so many that are out there, and um, you know, there are a lot of smart people now that want to help. That we should be able to to work with them and have law enforcement. So that's one of the 
big projects that I'm working on right now. That's amazing, Billy. That's such a good idea. Sign us the fuck up. <laughs> We're signing Steven up right now. I'm really bad at research, but I have a lot of passion and I'm fun, I'm fun to drink coffee with. <laughs> Hired. <laughs> you guys just bring the coffee and wine, and you know everybody's got to play their part. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we do it like Sunday nights. It's not a game night. It's just crime solving night. Sure, that we you know all do. It's kind, of, it's kind of similar to that. I mean, the thing that I'm talking about is is a little bit more serious than that. But yeah, um, I mean, you're going to see a lot of that. I think people want to want to get involved, and they're not going to be the sexiest cases. You know, they're going to be cases that. Um, you know, we, you know, this one in particular was so interesting just because there were so many clues. There was almost too many clues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, and it really became like something that could have been a, a, a really intricate board game uh, or a choose your own adventure or something. Yeah. And I think it's also. Oh, just that there's a the beautiful aspect to it of like, we a lot of times talk about the problems in the police, uh, police not talking to each other, you know, the, all that kind of the Zodiac Sharing stuff that happened yeah. Yeah, when they don't want to share information. But we're it's like real time. We're watching as the DNA evidence uh, like develops as all these different new technologies develop. There's also the consciousness of of uh, detectives and these people who are starting to understand how they have to change and they're doing it. I think there's part of that that's so hopeful and beautiful, you know, like even just in, in that, um, the, the Golden State special that was on ID where they're kind of talking about that, changing their approach so that these things can get solved. It's a matter of numbers and it's not like we're getting a bunch, a bunch more detectives. So if you're adding 5,000 murders every year that are unsolved, you're not adding 5,000 new detectives. Right. And what happens with these detectives is, is that they might be working on a cold case. They might be working on a case that happened two weeks ago. Then they catch another murder, meaning meaning they they get, they, um, they have another murder that they need to go solve. Yeah. And that other one has to, has to take a back seat. Yeah. And... You know, the idea of the professional detective has only been around for like 150 years. Before, yeah. it was, it was you know, different people that were actually solving these murders, and they weren't necessarily professional detectives. And, A bunch of Pinkertons? Yeah, well, even though before that, you oh. know, uh, it was even before that there were, you know, um, police, you know, real police um squads that were out there you know the police were created not to solve solve crimes they were really created to keep the peace and stop riots and stuff like that hmm. wow so uh, you know i think that you're going to see something along those lines in some place and it's going to be like community policing but it's not going to be you know walking the streets and doing uh guardian angel type stuff it's going to be <laughs> a little bit more Damn of, of the data mining variety and using yeah. the skill that you have in your in your neck of the woods it's so cool. Thank you so much for calling us, Billy. It yeah. is amazing to talk to you on a day like this. Yeah. Uh, you're welcome, guys. And uh, hello to all the murderinos out there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Keep in touch, Thank please. You so much. I mean, if there was one thing that, that you, I mean, you guys have such a powerful platform uh, to, to talk to people. And you guys are one of the biggest things that are going on in true crime right now. And it's great to see you guys. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I went to see you at Upright Citizens Brigade once. Oh, and there were like yeah. 30 people there, 40 people there. <laughs> oh, was that the Cracked podcast with Jack O'Brien? No, 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 no. It was like, you guys were just there. I think Margaret Cho was there. And, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, oh that was, um, Jamie Lee's show. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Wait, did we meet? We met beforehand at the restaurant, though, right? I think we did. I you came and said hi? Yeah. Yes, uh-huh. that's yeah. right. Yeah, so uh, 
Um, yeah, you know, I know that, you know, there's a lot of people that are out there that just are learning a lot from your, from the stuff that you're talking about. They can look into cases. What I say is like, look into that one hometown case that you've got and just, uh, and if you are happen to be a victim or a family um, of a victim, you know, squeaky wheel gets the grease. That's certainly one of the things that happened here. If you see what Debbie Domingo was doing, you know, she was constantly calling and trying to get information. And if, you, if, if you've got a crime that happened, a violent crime that happened, just keep calling the police. Don't lose hope. Awesome. Amazing. Thank you so much, Billy. Okay. We'll talk to Bye you guys. soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Oh, that's so that incredible. Was, that was rad. Yeah. Oh, what a get. That felt like a real news, a totally. real news situation. I have to say, maybe we can close it up, but I'm like honored that we get to be a voice in the background of this. And like Michelle McNamara, as we've, I've been, we've been such a fan of hers, a fangirl of a fangirl crime. And like, I'm just honored that we get to even talk about this. What a, yeah what a magical thing that in real time not it's not like 20 years from now where we get back together right. to talk about that they finally found the guy right. or they finally figured out who it is it's just like this is shocking it's thrilling and yeah kudos to fucking michelle mcnamara and her it like people keep using the phrase dogged persistence but mm-hmm. i think there's something it's she it's like this righteousness and this like kind of call for justice that I think we all feel. Mm-hmm. And I think a, most people are good in that way where they don't want other people to suffer like this. Yeah. And that's what's cool. It's like all those people at that press conference, everybody that's talking about it, everybody is just like, no more of this shit. No more pretending rape doesn't matter. No more pretending that you, that, you know, all the, all these weird old things are really going by the wayside. These old attitudes, all that kind of stuff. And it's like building a new fucking tomorrow, as corny as that sounds. No, I agree. And, um, it is this. What was I going to say? Oh, it's going to be great. Well, um, do you want me to say really quickly? I was, I was, yeah. when Billy called, I was just trying to say people in Sacramento now, who are loving Sacramento and want to defend Sacramento. You don't have to, because I get towns change, whatever. But I also get to have my opinion about this, the very short amount of time that I suffered greatly in that town. (laughs) Every day I was suffering. I was a goth in the summer. It sucked shit. And I couldn't go anywhere and be happy. We're going to, we're, it doesn't mean anything about you or your family or your fucking grandparents. And we weren't even, we weren't even planning. Our our tour agent wasn't even, planning on t- sending us to Sacramento and we insisted because it's become this running joke. Well, because Sacramento Marinos are like showing yeah. up and they're like, they're like, come here. We love it. We love you. So we love that. It's, ve- it's been so fun, but yeah. I, but you cannot change my mind about nineties <laughs> Sacramento. I think they love it. Oh, I know what I wanted to say. Yes. Uh, and I love what I love about Reddit, about what, about this press conference about, I'm what I'm sure Michelle would say is that no one is saying, I knew it. I took credit for this. It's because I, I said this, I said that it's this, it's it's wanted to be solved by so many people and that's so much bigger than anyone's ego they want it to be solved for the victims and for the victims families and friends and to put an end to this fucking monster and bring them to justice yeah and so i i love that this fight is not for um for credit or being the one who solves it it's right. about 
justice. And I, I know Michelle would be saying something to us along the lines of, no, 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 it has nothing to do with my, you know, she would be, uh, demurring and she would be rightfully so giving a huge amount of credit to the detectives who have worked on this for years and years and, you know, and wanted just as much to solve this passionately as we did. hundred percent. And the way that sheriff was saying at the beginning, um, I wrote his name down, Scott Jones, my party friend, Mm -hmm. Scott Jones, um, that he was saying in the beginning, he, when he became the sheriff, the person who was the sheriff before him was like, this case is huge and important and you have to work on it. So there are all those people that over the years when they were just trying to go place to place with no technology, with everything was writing, writing everything up by hand and putting it into a file. I saw something that was like one page of files from back then takes, you know, three weeks for us to like translate. That's so wrong. But you know what I mean? To put into a computer? To put into a computer, like one file takes, we have to, yeah. It just takes forever to, to make oh, it. Maybe it's one. Oh, cut that <laughs> what? out. I don't know. It was great. <laughs> but basically it takes fucking forever and it's tons right. of work. And it was it's all really hard work back then. It's all paperwork. And those people suffered. The, the police who worked on it suffered too. Yeah. Like they, they're the ones that had to go and, and suffer by not catching him and right. by meeting more victims. And there's so much. It just is so incredible that there gets to be at least it's not closure, but it is this like it's next steps. Yep. It's real next it's steps. Finally, it's fucking finally. Fuck, guys. Um, thanks for listening. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Uh, this is really cool. Yeah. I'm thrilled. Me too. All right. Stay sexy. Don't get murdered. Bye. Goodbye. Elvis. Do you want a cookie? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.